Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We have just been let out of the Magic Round Sin Bin. JT and Lakey here, counting the cost of what was a pretty big weekend uh, on the beers, on the rugby league, on the HSPs on Friday night. It was a very, very uh, arduous weekend. Lakey, how are you faring, mate? I'm faring a lot better than you are, mate. So, um, <laughs> you gone MIA for a few days. We obviously missed the TLT pod last night because I couldn't uh, scrounge up anyone to jump on it. Everyone's feeling the effects of a big weekend. Stasi. Out, cut, Langy, Wenon, haven't seen him in four days. Yeah. Uh, myself, yep, finally uh, dragged my uh, sorry backside out of bed. Yeah, and you're over there claiming uh, food poisoning, but, I mean, we were drinking pretty heavily <laughs> for two days leading up to that point, so I'm waters. calling your bluff. Kombuchas, waters, orange juices, bit of everything. Um, not drinking the referee's bloody Kool-Aid, isn't that all the talk coming out of what was a pretty oh, – I enjoyed it. I had good fun. Um, yeah, I thought the footy was pretty, you know, not fantastic, didn't expect it to be, but, you know, all the talks about how the referees and Belandi's ruining the game. What did you think? Yeah, it was it was weird. I thought the Friday night um, – in hindsight, it was always going to be the worst night of it. We saw, what, eight sin bins on, between the two games on Friday night. Um, and I think it was just the referees not knowing how to interpret the new rules and trying to get the points across and blah, 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 blah. The ref, um, hmm. So after that, it eased up a little bit. But we saw three straight send-offs, which we haven't seen for a, a fair while, um, yeah. and some big suspensions coming out of it. So they're really cracking down. I don't hate the idea of it. I think they've just gone about it the wrong way. Certainly haven't. I think there's been a lot of talk about it. The funny thing was they did a story on Fox Sports after the weekend and they said, we've gone through all 14 or whatever it was, sin bins. We've had a look at all of them. And basically for every single one, they were like, yeah, that was probably justified. Basically everyone except Lachlan Burr. But anyway, that's the that's for the NRL 360s and all the likes. They can talk to death about that. The the worst thing for Supercoach is it's probably going to cost some points for uh, some guns down the track. You're gonna People are going to see some of their favourite players getting sin binned and sent and also And also garbage. gamble. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah uh, not a good week to uh, take that punt as it were sorry we sold everyone down the creek on that one but gamble is playing 13 copped a what was it, an eight i think an eight. Got, got upgraded to it. yep you know you'll uh yeah i think he lost about 21 points in negatives but um you know nevertheless he still made some cash he'll get a low break even <laughs> he's gonna play 13 and he's partnering a new halves partner who knows? Albert Kelly. Come Albert on down. Kelly. It's been a long time since we've heard that name in the NRL. I can't wait to actually watch him play. He can't go any worse than the other bloke that they've just booted. Oh, boy. That could be curtains for poor old Milfi. RIP, another super coach great, goes down. Let's get into the, the trades pod for round 11. It's obviously, obviously a big moving week. There's been carnage left, right, and center with injuries, suspensions, team lists. They weren't too crazy, but a couple of weird shufflings around. We won't go too deeply into those. Everyone should be across them. But of course, some uh, big questions this week coming in. Obviously, number one, Nico Hines, flavor of the basically month. What a, what a season he's having. 
filling in the big shoes of Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah, Nick, Nico owners um, have been absolutely kissed on the proverbial because he just keeps going strength to strength. He was just a two-week cover because Pappenhausen was going to come back. That turned into, what, three or four? And yep. then finally, Puppy does come back and he and gets laid out by uh, Fui Maono. And he's, I mean, what could have been, hey? Like, he was, you know, playing fullback. As a, as a he, Puppy owner for you. What could yes, that's right. I brought him back in. I, I, I warned against captaining him, but I thought, what could, have been, what could he do? He could destroy this team. Um, set up a try and got laid out at the same time. And then Nico moved yeah. back and ended up yeah. with a 180. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that was not ideal uh, watching for any Pappy owners. Unfortunate, as it were, but, you know, that um, can happen in rugby uh, league. It was, it was much worse for Catfish. I was sitting with Catfish, who captained Pappenhausen. Oh, so boy. he was not happy. So obviously, Hines is now the number one topic of the week. We'll talk about whether or not he is a absolute must-get for round 11 heading into the buys. We'll also talk about some of the other guys who are out this week. So Tyrone Peachy, looking at you in my team, Josh Curran, another one who could be out uh, two to four. I think they've got him mm-hmm. down. We'll talk yep. a little bit about him. Matt Dufty, he was a, we were eyeing him off for round 13. He's now he's now gone as well. So we'll talk about some of the other guys coming through. And also, the, there's some cheapies on the bench that I think a few owners are getting a little bit concerned about. So that's Spencer Leniu and Utoi Kamanu. So they're both just nowhere to be seen in these team lists, and we need them for need the bodies for round 13. We'll talk about what we are hoping and what we plan on doing with those should they not get into the side. So before all that, we'll talk about how we went uh, over the weekend. Um, obviously, we'll talk some of the key injuries and suspensions. Then we'll talk about some of the buy targets that we got and finish with what we're doing for the week, trades and captains. So quickly on round 10, we talked about how our magic round was. How was your super coach teammate? Was that magic? Well, it, it was looking pretty rough until the Sunday night when I captained Cleary. So that pushed me up to a 1428 and a, a couple thousand jump up into the 11, 11K area. Um, so yeah, I can't complain about that, mate. I was saying to someone the other day that I sat at home and watched the Cody Walker one as a non-owner and I hated every minute of that game watching him pop 200. But um, being there live and watching Cleary, it was just orgasmic. It was beautiful. Honestly, everything that man did just turned to gold. The Titans had... No response. And the best part for me anyway was that Luai and Toho had absolutely nothing to do out there because Cleary was doing everything. That's so not exactly owning either right. of those. Yep. yep. Definitely helped. So it was an absolute masterclass. Not boding well for us in origin, but uh, that's a couple of weeks away. So who knows what'll happen. But yeah, similar story for me, 1485, back into 12,000. Some on the rise, had a, had a brief slump, but obviously the cream rises to the top. Who knows? It'll probably be another week and I'll be down at 17K again. But such is the Supercoach roller coaster. So that was last week. Let's talk about some of the ins and outs. Obviously, we talked a little bit about those guys in the intro, but Lakey, some of the injuries and suspensions that you've got your eye on. Yeah, mate, there's a couple of key ones. We won't go through everything that's happened, but the big ones for Supercoach, obviously, Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, we just spoke about, got his head taken off. He's out this week, not even named uh, in the 21, I don't believe, and um, uh, doubtful, I guess, for next week. He hasn't started concussion protocols yet, as far as I know, so he might be touch and go, might head straight into the origin camp. Um, Kalen Pongerson also was a late withdrawal last week, which absolutely broke my heart. So he's out last week, this week, possibly back next week before heading into Origin again. So if you got him, I think you probably just move him on. Um, and his teammate, Bradman Best. We found out today, Best has pinged a hammy at training or during the game last week. He's out for two to four weeks as well. 
That's um, it's gonna be rough trot for. What are you boys like? Should you even bother getting on the plane up north, mate? You're up for a hiding. Oh, it's barely. It's it's sort of a uh, buy versus buy weekend sort of thing. So it's, um, <laughs> we're still in with the shot, but yeah, I'll take the forfeit, mate. That's it. The other ones, as you mentioned, Matt Dufty's out for a couple of weeks. He was someone I was looking at for the um the round thirteen buy. Josh Curran out two to four weeks. Now he wasn't going to play round thirteen anyway, but it's uh. A, a bit of a question about what we do with him now. Sean Johnson pulled at the last minute last week too. Um, again, not going to be a, a round 13 player, so we could have just waited for him. Josh Papali, Jordan Rickey, and Tyrone Peachy are all or have been sort of super coach prominent players, um, but all serving big suspensions now based on the weekend. So, um Papali especially, he was already going to be missing Origin, uh, missing a couple of games and probably playing big minutes and not backing up so much, but gone now. So if you got him, move him on. Ricky and Peachy should be back for round 13. Um, and now, as I said, we, we were going to talk about what we're going to do with Peachy, but I guess Ricky falls in the same boat. You as a Peachy owner, what are you doing with him? Holding, absolutely holding. I think um, coming in fresh to round 13, the best thing is he's just going to sit on his ass for two weeks. Like there's no risk to him. There's not an injury risk week to week. Um, all the carnage that we saw last week, he's avoiding all that and he's a guaranteed, um, you know, touch wood, nothing bad happens off field, but guaranteed body for round 13. And one of those players, it's just an enigma. He's a gun when he wants to be and maybe a couple of weeks on the sideline to cool his heels might just spark that. So I'm more than happy to park him on there. Uh, I've got him in for round 13. Um, he's not doing much else at the minute with a 27 last week. So as a peach owner, pretty comfortable. It's a lot of cash on the sideline, but also I think too valuable to sort of be mucking around given I've already burned so many trades. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the right call. Um, these guys are going to be extra bodies and a couple, you know, if nothing else, another 30 points, 40 points for you during that um, much needed buy round. So I think we're at the stage now where it's too late to be trading out um, buy round players just for luxury. Um, if you're going to be trading anyone out, it's your guys who are going to be missing through <laughs> Origin or anything Ooh, like that. It's funny. Good thing you bring that up because we're going to talk about what I just did in a moment. So, these luxury I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh, good. All righty. Anything else? Injury and suspension news before we move on to the ground. Ooh, round 11 dramas. Round 11 dramas. Yep. So, it's, um, I don't know. No, nothing that springs to mind. That's going to be the segment, cut song tonight, year F and R. Round 11 dramas, mate. Up on top of the list, Ryan Pappenhausen, the sad story from last week. You mentioned right off the top, uh, owners just need to flick him, right? Yeah, potentially. So he's going to be missing this week. There's a very good chance. Potentially. He- potentially. No, there's no potentially. Get rid well, of it. It's, yes, it's one of those things. I, I just bought him in last week, so I've held him all of <laughs> oh, 25 minutes uh. for a 23 score. So. Um, that is actually not that bad. Hey, he literally got concussed as he threw a triasis. So, exactly. I mean, it was so, oh, some mate, sort of. Um, let's say Catfish and I were both cheering and it took um, Joe oh. to talk us down off the ledge <laughs> <laughs> when he pointed out that, yeah, Pappy wasn't moving too much after that. So. Oh, was Joe Fitz there with you? Yeah, we saw Serge yeah. and Stolze. So we got a couple of the boys out. It was good to catch up. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess – He's a very good chance of missing next week too um, and then potentially being named in the Origin squad. But if he misses two, does he get straight into camp um, and and miss round 13 or does he miss selection um, after missing so much game time over the last two months or whatever it is? It's um, 
Well, catch 22 on that one, but I think, you know, 815K, a break even of 200. It's, it's too much cash to be sitting on your bench for two weeks. I said the same thing with Fafita and Ponga last week. Um, that having them on the bench for two weeks, um, and three of the next four, it's just too much cash to be sitting there and such a pivotal position too. You, you, I think you've got to move him on and you've got to get him, uh, get someone in who's going to be playing the buy rounds. Like that, that, Obvious answer after his weekend just gone. Again, playing some easy beats, but he scored 130. It'd be getting Teddy in. Um, but again, he's going to be missing in two weeks. So who are we looking at in the fullback position to replace Pappenhausen? I mean, you've got a King Gutho who's got a break-even of 174 this week. So, if I mean, if you're not keen on um, so moving on, on Pappenhausen straight away and not keen on paying that price tag for Gutho who's going to lose it, in a, in a week, maybe just hang on to, to Pappy, I guess, for for a week or two, and then bide your time. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of of this kind of injury, I guess, is that um, maybe you now have some time to think about your your next call. But I think long term, you or not long term, but medium term, you can't hold Pappenhausen that sort of cash. So I no. think maybe a Teddy, yeah, I don't know, a Teddy or Turbo. If you don't have either of those guys going forward, I think. You know, you've got to bring at least one of them in. Yes. And that Pappenhausen's way yes. to do I was, it. I would say if you don't have either of those guys, get one of them. Um, I'm a, already a turbo owner, so I think I'd be looking at someone who's going to play that round 13 buy at this stage. Now, the big options I had um, targeted were Gutho, Dufty, and Edwards. Now, Gutho is a chance at origin selection. He played in the centers mm. in the series last year, so... It's, and as you Got said, steamrolled by Kurt Capewell. He's not going to make it back. Oh, mate, we could use him as a Queenslander. We could absolutely <laughs> use certainly him. could. So I don't know. It's just that that uh, risk of choosing him. He's losing some cash, as you said, with that big break even. And then he goes and gets selected anyway. Then it's be a waste of a trade in my eyes. Um, Dufty's now probably out for that round thirteen. So that's another scratch. So the other one is Edwards. Um, who I, I think is probably the lesser of the three guys. Can put up a big score, but he's going to be playing without Cleary, um, possibly Luai. I don't know who mm. else. Yao, maybe. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Okay, I was saying he was an absolute must-trade out this week, but now that we've talked about it, I guess maybe the players to hold him until round 13, like maybe best case you get him against the Broncos next week should he be fit and healthy. Otherwise, you can make a call on someone who's guaranteed to play 13s. There's no ifs and buts. Um, it's when team lists are released. You can trade Pappy with his $800,000 billion to whoever you want. Um, well, so maybe just wait and, and hold. Let me let me throw to you... Uh, Let's segue into our next sort of question. You can go Pappy out to uh, Nico Hines, who has fullback eligibility, um, before flicking him into the centres in another week. So is Nico a must? Yes. Uh, I think given the way that he's playing and the fact he's going to play in at that fullback spot in a storm side who just look unstoppable uh, 100% given the negative 67 break even it's kind of uh, now or never because he could be you know 700k if he has another big week um, yes by this time next time next week so I think now or never for for Nico but I mean sure if you're going to bring him in to center wing anyway you've probably got someone there that you can bump out anyway and I guess maybe we should talk about what I've just done because I don't really have an avenue to him I don't have a Fusatur or a Simonson or anyone like that who might not be playing 13 that I can flick I've got to get rid of someone who is. And uh, the player I've landed on and the, the player that's easily flippable was Blake Ferguson. So I've turfed Ooh. Fergo, who's been a, been a bit of a 
downer recently. He's just not getting the ball. It's now Sevo's turn. They're just weirdly flipping and flopping well, with who they're going to. Again, as, as excited as I am um, being a new Madison owner and having him back in the league and, and killing it again, uh, even though he cost me He's a stake. Fergo. Yeah. He doesn't pass out, out wide. So, mm. we saw Fergo's season in 2020. He scored, what, one try all season? Um, Pappen, uh, sorry, uh, Madison was the new recruit for the Eels last year and played inside him in that um, right second row forward position. And then uh, Wanga Blake is there as well, who who has extremely sticky hands. So having those two guys back is bad for Ferguson. But as I said earlier, I just don't I can't trade him out. Even if he scores a 20, 25, 30 or something in round 13, that's better than what I've got at the moment. Dane Laurie, would you trade him? No. Um, Laurie, as uh, he's been struggling a little bit late, lately, um, to be expected from a rookie, basically. But it, it was only, what, what, two weeks ago he played the Dragons and scored 100 and something points. Um, so he can go big on his day. Again, he's going to be one of the, my first outs in, what, round 13, sorry, round 14, round 15. But um, hmm. until then, I, I can't get rid of him. Three of his last four scores below 37, 38. So, coming up against Penrith in the round 13 week as well, Dane Laurie. So, he could – I mean, obviously, Penrith are going to be decimated, but they'll just find a way to turn up. So, I don't know. If you're kind of finding an avenue for Nico Hines, I guess what we're, what we're basically advocating for there by bringing him in for one of those players is, would you say, breaking your side? Yeah, I wouldn't go breaking my side for him. Um I guess if you've got the the jewels to be able to do it, and we can, I guess it's another segue to these guys. You get, you got Utui Ikamanu and Lenio up in the front row who aren't really getting a lot of time. If you've got them and a couple extra hundred thousand dollars, you can move players around and get Nico Hines um, that way. But I don't think I would be breaking my side to get him in. Um, essentially mm. for a cash rise. I mean, it's easy for me to say I've got Pappenhausen so I can flick down to him and make a bunch of money plus um, earn a bunch of money and then and change him around once the buy has happened. But, yeah, it's tough to say. It's it's um, If he is a must, then, yeah, you've got to break your side. But who are you trading out to get him? So I think the, the big thing is he's going to have so many new owners after this he week. Is. And, like, we've just seen some people, like, you just – go with the crowd so we talked about Papa Lee earlier in the year like how we just thought oh he's going to move out he was basically the Nico Hines of the early right. rounds so it's just one of those seasons where right. going with the crowd seems to be what the uh what the right thing to do is well these guys in my books and I'm far from a super coach expert but in my books these guys have been massive oh. why, why are you on this podcast if not an expert <laughs> do as I say not as I do thank you um but yeah these guys have had so many question marks and risks about getting them in in the in the you know interim, but it's worked out. Um, so owners are absolutely laughing. Now I'm paying an extra two hundred thousand k to get Nico Hines in my team, um, as opposed to just having him sitting on the center wing Can't bench sort of thing. I look back. It's it's one of those things you got to do it. Um, Ice is still getting new owners because he's still killing it. As much as people were skeptical of him back in the start of it, so yeah, it's if they're performing, you've just got to you know, cut your losses and go for it. 
Let's move on to the next couple of names we've got here. Josh Curran, uh, we talked briefly about Tyron Peach. He's probably don't need to talk too much again about him, but Josh Curran, uh, killing it really. Uh, and off the bench as well last week. Mm. Unfortunate timing for his injury, but he was going pretty damn well in his time out there. 64 points he got in not too many minutes. Obviously now out for two to four weeks. He will be a round 17 by week player. What are you doing with him? I think I'll hold. I had a quick look at the, um, the round 13 second row forward options today. I wasn't Bleak. overly enamored nope. with anybody. Um, so I think I'm just going to have to hold and, and ride his injury out. He should be back just after that round 13 buy and he'll be playing round 17. So it'd be uh, great to have him then. But yeah, there's not much there. No, there's not. But he's been, when you look at his scores, like how good he's going, 55 plus every single week. Um, That's right. And, yeah. and- you know, a lot of 80-minute games as well. So, we know well, he's got the motor to do it. I think he's just, you know, warming into that spot. So, I think you're almost sacrificing. If you were to trade him out now, for whatever reason, it'd be a sort of emergency trade you're making. But, you know, you're probably selling what I think is a 520K plus sort of player based on his form so far, if not more, um, who's going to play, you know, filling a vital round 17 body as well. It's not discount how important that round will be um, despite the super trade week we will get before that to fill our sides up. But also, like, he's one of those guys who's going to bang out 60 points in that week. So, I don't know. I just see him being quite a valuable sort of 17th man almost in your side going forward. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that's what I was using him as. I was very happy to play him in my 17 week in, week out. Now he's going to get a solid score. If he crossed for a try as he did on the weekend, he was going to go massive. Unfortunately, Ice took him out, which is another reason Ice is killing my super coach team. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm more than happy to just sit him on the bench and um, ride the injury out. Yep. No, agree. I think Curran's too good a player to move on unless you're desperately in love with someone around that 390k mark. I don't think there's too much else going there. We will talk about a few more options heading into round 13 in the next segment, but we'll close out now on this one with a couple of other names that many are talking about. Spencer Lenny, Jake Simpkin, and Utoikamanu. All three of them are struggling to find game time. Uh, they're not getting any of it, in fact, in their respective sides. Tigers for the Simpkin and Utoi and Penrith for Lenny. The big risk if you do, uh, if you're getting worried and you just sort of need to move one of them on is that they're going to fill uh, that role for you in round 13. We just don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. So for all of those guys there, is it too much of a risk to move them on given they may just play 13? I don't think it's too much of a risk. Um, maybe with Lenny, because the, all the talk was he was going to be dropped to reserve grade to get some run in the legs before being brought back up. So hopefully he's not too far away from being an inclusion again. But with the other boys, the Tigers boys, I mean, they they had a big win last week against an awful opposition. Um, but it they're not going to make the team if the Tigers keep winning. I hope they get towed up this weekend on the Friday night so um, these guys can be included again. But I don't – I'm more worried about Simkin. Um, I think mm. Little's playing well enough that he's holding the position and they've got a bit of um, flexibility with Mbai there. And I think Madden was on the bench. Um, I don't know if he's been named again this week. But, yeah, Simkin for me is probably – fighting uphill battle to be back in whereas i could see um one of the bench forwards not performing for the tigers and stefano being pulled back in before round 13 so i'd be holding him especially for now um and and waiting until round 13 to make that call 
I really don't get the Simpkins stuff because he, you know, we all thought he was playing quite well. Um, is it just the fact they're giving him a little, they're just rotating them both through? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, is it? Well, uh, if that's the case, just- I hope they rotate him by round 13 again because I'd love to have him back out there for one more game. Break even a seven. So all he needs to do is play one or two more and then I can turf him for a round 17 option. But, um, yeah, I just mm. don't know if I see it happening. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's just a wait and see with them. I think if you've already got them in, they could be um, quite valuable heading into that round 13 week if they do manage to get on the park. If not, you just trade them out in that week to whoever might be going cheaply or something like that or use them as a stepping stone to, to gun up for that week. But otherwise, it's a frustration at the minute, but who knows? Uh, a couple of weeks seems to be a long time in the old rugby league. Some cheapies on the the bubble or the horizon for Supercoach so far this week. Jarvan Bowen, he's number four in the most uh, traded in yeah. players. What's going on? Scored a try. Scored a try right in front of you mm. down that uh, Suncorp corner. So um, played pretty well, I thought. But, I mean, you're the Cowboys expert. What's his job security like? Not great. I- yeah, I didn't think so. And he doesn't play round 13. They've got the buy with the Cowboys, that one. So are you getting him in now just because he's cheap? Um, and then you'd probably be flicking him before round 17 anyway. So it's it's sort of two mm. trades. Um, for someone you're not going to play all that often, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think there has ever been a profitable super coach center for the Cowboys. There's just it's a weird old position. Yep, he scored a try last week and he'll make a few cash rises and whatever. But also Hamizo is on the horizon. His uh, rehab has gone pretty well. He was the first picked in there. Coach is pretty high on getting him into the side, so I can't see them bumping anyone else out in that backline. Lemuelo's played pretty well. Uh, Bowen's done pretty well in his after his basic two year absence. It's been a pretty good story to see him back, but also it's just a weird trait. Like, as you said, not playing 13, so you're almost wasting a – unless you're a sort of head-to-head player that's just desperate for cash or, you know, turning a – I don't know, someone – It's three, 400K. It's strange. As much as he's a, a basement cheapie, I think he's 180K, but hmm. it's almost a luxury trade. Um, as you said, you're trading someone out who, for Bowen who's not going to be playing, but it, I don't know. I can't see – as someone who's trying to get more numbers for around 13, I can't see the appeal of it personally. Well, how's this name, mate? Cody Ramsey, obviously named at fullback this week in Dufty's absence, could get a reasonably long spell there, two to four weeks, although they've been coy on just how long um, Dufty will be out. So for now, 250-odd K, he's got a break-even of, I think, 18. It's pretty low. Cody Ramsey, is he a name uh, that you're looking at or had considered? Uh, No, not entirely. I just don't know. I'd hate to get Ramsey now and um, Dufty turns back up again. Conversely, it's round 13. It's going to be like 50 to 40. That's just how this this season is going to go. Is it really a big deal if he goes back to the bench? Because again, guaranteed body. No, that's right. But he's 250K, so he's far from basement price. He's actually lost 100K across this season. I didn't realize he was going that bad. Um, And break even of 18. Ugh. Look, he's a watch. Just see how he goes. At I think so. The Dragons this week. The Dragons on foot. They, I don't know. They're coming up against Cronulla, but... Just who the hell knows what's going to happen in this game. Yeah, like, exactly yeah. right. I, I couldn't begrudge anybody grabbing him as a risk. As I said, it's it's worked out with Ice. It's worked out with um, Nico Hines. So I won't talk anybody out of it, but it is a big risk in my mind. I There's a chance, albeit a slim one at this stage, that Dufty returns around 13 and Ramsey shafted back over to the wing where he's putting up, what is he averaging, 30 points? 
Um, was literally a he's just stepped out his shoelace went out into touch that's on right the weekend he could that's have had right. a try so it's it's one of those things like if he he's a sub you know stains like all they need is to fall over the line a couple of times and they skyrocket look at him we're not even talking about him as trade outs who'd have nope. thought you know, hopefully you've still held on to them but yeah all a guy like cody ramsey week to week play mate he's killing it mm. but i mean cody ramsey you look at his upcoming draw he's got the sharks tigers uh Broncos in round 13, then Bulldogs and Raiders after that. So it's a pretty favorable run leading into round 17 Mm. when you could flick him. So as I said, I would not begrudge anybody, um, but it is a a big risk. Just know that there's every chance Dufty comes back and you're stuck with uh, Dud. Hmm. I think what I might do with Ramsey anyway is just see what happens leading up into round 13. If he does get named and, say, a James Roberts doesn't, then I'll make the flick. I'll trade Roberts out. You're an absolute bin. I hate you. You're gone. And Cody Ramsey, who may be back up to 300K, you'd think, uh, being at fullback, should get a bit more involved. So hopefully uh, he doesn't go skyrocketing. And uh, he can be a name that we can target because, as you said, we're looking at Dufty. Ramsey's got a history at fullback as well. He's a nippy sort of player. He's, it's against the Broncos. Like, it's going to be anything that game. So, it could I don't be. know. I'd like to have at least one dragon in the side just in case and a guy who's playing in the back line. Um, hopefully, at fullback, should be feeding that ball. So, maybe you want to take the risk now, whatever it is. You're a Dragons fan. Yeah. I mean, you um, have a look at all yeah. the Dragons plays lately and they're, they're all involved after you. So, whether they put him straight into that same role and just hope that he can throw those same mm. cutout balls and do those same sweet plays, that would be fantastic for his um, potential. But... Um. Yeah, as I said, it's it's there's sort of too many questions for me. I I do agree with you. I 100% be watching him, and he could be around 13 trade in for someone who doesn't make it. Um, but yeah, I think I'll pass this week. Other option maybe for the Dragons would be Max Fiengai. He had a seven last week, so break even a 41 this week, but 213k. Um, may I think with Ravalawa being out long term. That's suspension, right. Surprise, surprise. He could get a run in that side. So he should be there 13. So if you do want a body from the Dragons, maybe uh, you know, someone like him who you can uh, hope for a few tries and then move on later on. But anyhow, uh, anything for else for round 11 before we move on to some of the bye week targets? So we have talked through a few, but there we'll just go through position by position and see who we're keeping an eye on. Anything for this round, mate? No, no, I'm good. All right, take a quick break and then we'll come back and go through the round 13 buy planner. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Give your love to a cowboy man. Yeehaw, welcome back. 
Two rounds to go before the buyers, like six trades in all. Dragons, Broncos, Tigers, Panthers, Storm, Titans, Knights, Eels. We can recite it off by heart. They're the teams that will be playing in 13, so get them into your side ASAP. So we said six trades from now until then. Just as of right now, and maybe the trades you've made this week, how many do you have suiting up for you? Um, I've currently got 14, but that's including Simkin, um, Stefano, Leniu, Jet and Bloor. So far from a so nine. strong- So you have yeah, nine players. I would say I've got a st- strong to borderline strong nine players. Um, but yeah, hopefully, as we spoke about, Lenyu and Stefano were back um, and I've got the plan there to, to boot Simkin and Jet if need be. So, I mean, I, I will have 14, I would assume, if not, maybe a little bit more. Those are rookie numbers, mate. You need to pump them up. Okay. Uh, this is a huge <laughs> week. This, this is the buy. Like, if you, we're going to climb off the bottom of the ladder here, which this is the only way to do it, right? We've been saying it for weeks. Like, yes. if you're already well, f- way far behind, you need to start burning trades and targeting the buyers because I think it's the only way you're going to jump. Absolutely. But um, I've always gone and attacked the buyers with quality, not quantity. So I'd prefer to have, you know, 12 really good players as opposed to having to rely on a, a Tyson Gamble or someone like that. Oh, Tyson Gamble's going to turn up, mate, against the Dragons. Easy. Yeah, potentially. Um, I have gone pretty hard on the buyers since probably early in the in the year, much earlier than I normally go, and I've actually got 16 suiting up. Um, I think that doesn't include Nathan Cleary. It does include James Roberts. He's probably the only question mark. Uh, Gutho's in there as well, but he hopefully should suit up. But, yeah. Currently 16 at this stage, so I'm pretty set. Um, uh, yeah, I just I think I need to fill out that 17th spot with someone pretty handy. I was targeting um, a halfback. It's the only position I can't fill at the mm-hmm. minute, but I think maybe I'll just round it out with a, a center wing, someone so cheap. Who, who are your halfbacks? Cheap and dirty. Uh, currently got Cleary and uh, Sam Walker. So would you trade out either of those just to get a warm body? In- Probably not. Yes, I didn't. The only one I'd, I'd trade out for, and we'll get – to the list, but I think Jerome Hughes. I think yeah. he's the kind of guy, quality sort of player that you might want to bring in to your halfback spot there. But again, you're just likely trading him out down the track anyway, um, mm-hmm. given how good Sam Walker seems to be. So unless you want a little bit of a cash grab, if Walker has a down week or something like that, um, that could be an easy flip up. But otherwise, I think halfback will be the only spot I don't have a warm body in. So currently sitting pretty well. And that means well, it's just I guess because I've ha- carried... I've got Go like Tyron Peachy and Brian Kelly and that in my side. I've been carrying yeah. them for the sole purpose of the fact that they're in the bias. So, yeah, I look forward to the day when I can flick, flick them away for good. So, you're in the um, the position also that with 16, if you get a 17th in a different position and can't actually, you know, play him because you've got to have, to, got to have someone sitting in your halfback, obviously, um, you'll get that AE regardless. So you've mm. got that loop option there for the, the buys. You'll still have 17 playing. Um, so that's still a full team. You'll just get one through an AE. Um, yep. So don't, for all the listeners out there, don't feel like you have to break apart your team. If you do want to carry Nathan Cleary and Sam Walker, you can still have 17 playing. Um, you just need to rely on an AE to get that 17th in. Oh, I've actually got a Tokamano as well. So, you know, worst case scenario, 15. So, yeah. you know. Anyhow, we've got, uh, as we said, six trades to make. So I'm sure we'll be uh, having a 
work out the uh, problems in my side next week. Anyhow, like, let's get into the position by position. So Hooker, uh, we've, we've got a couple here. These are the guys that won't or might, won't likely feature in Origin for each position and who we may want to target gun-wise. First name on the list here for Hooker, Reed Marty. Um, well, I think that may be in doubt today with big CS9. I think he knows a little bit about the hooking spot for Queensland. Uh, he's come out and said he wants Reed Marnie in the starting side to be relieved by Harry Grant, which I've got to say, I don't, don't hate. Oh, wow. That's a huge call. Mm. Harry, Harry Grant's been absolutely phenomenal since he's come into the league. So, I mean, yeah, Marnie is that sort of meat and potatoes hooker. Um, come in there. He can do his job in on the attack, but just he can get through a billion tackles, um, take the sting out of the game before you bring Harry Grant on. And that same sort of role he played last year behind Jake Friend, yeah. um, it worked out very well. So, I, I mean, I don't hate it, but that's going to Plus Grant's been out. Kill. Grant's yes. been out injured well, a lot of the year and, yeah. and got the, was it the hamstring? What's he done uh, to himself that he's out for a couple of weeks? So, he's going to be potentially carrying an injury as well into this game. So, I don't know. I probably wouldn't be holding hope on Grant pushing out 80. No, that's that's um, yeah, that's a good point, and if, it's going to be a very uh, squeaky bum watch leading up to the naming of the Queensland side um, for all Marnie owners. The other thing that rules him out uh, for me that rules him out. If you don't own him, unfortunately, I think Marnie is too big of a risk. Great player, and I think for Supercoach, he'll do your job week to week, but it might not be thirteen when he's most valuable. Yeah, listen, that's exactly what I was going to say. If you don't have him, I wouldn't be bringing him in before round thirteen teams are named before the Queensland side is named, um, but. He's he scored, what has he scored the last couple of weeks? A 33 when he got KO'd and then he had 45 last week against the Warriors. Plays Manly and the Bunnies in the next couple um, with a 115 break even. So, he's going to drop some cash anyway. It's a good chance to take a look at him if he does get named for round 13. You can bring him in much, much cheaper than he currently is. Um but the concern I have with him is the naming of the side. So, they play late Sunday. Um, Joey Lussick got named in the number 16. He's a specialist hooker. What's BA's plan for him um, over the next couple of weeks with Reed Marnie? Does he get a bit more of a rest? Maybe he's just a bit worried about that um, concussion he's carrying as well, concerned. Uh, I don't know what they do mid-game. Should he go down, move Nathan Brown there or something like that, which isn't the most ideal solution. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just with a view long-term, get some juice in Lussick's legs uh, in the NRL. But, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. I probably wouldn't be loving it if I had Marnie in right now. But uh, I guess it's a wait and see. It could just be a smoke and mirrors thing. If Marnie's right to go on game day, he could drop out. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, it's long term, long a weird play there, but I don't think I'd be touching Marnie unless you knew for no. certain he was in there. Uh, the next one, Jaden Braley. I think oh, I don't think we need to spend much time on him. I think he's an abs- been an absolute gun so far in this position. He's going to hold you firm in round thirteen, and I think probably based on how he's playing, uh, can have a down week, but uh, most hookers can. He's just been uh, basically gunning up every single week. So Jaden Braley just doing the job, keep him long term. Yeah, I think so at this stage until he gives us a reason not to through you. Um suspension or injury or, you know, his form absolutely drops away. But he's been one of the Knights' best all year and he just keeps on keeping on. So, even last week, like, he he bailed us out with a late try, obviously, for his 60-plus that he scored. But um, he can do that. He's got that in him at any given time. So, I'm hoping that he um, he's a co-captain of the side, possibly lead from the front and put a bit more work in this week. But we'll see what happens. 
Next one on the uh, I was looking at um, Appy Coruscant. So he's been out for a little while with injury, and he's come back in a timeshare with uh, what's his name, Tyrone May. Um, so he's not the same Appy that we saw last year, or expecting to come into the team uh, to start the year. A lot of people jumped on him early as the gun. Um, do you have any inclination of grabbing Appy at all? No, not really. Looking at some of his scores there, he just doesn't seem to be the same happy as you said of uh, last year. And also, he won't have the forwards and the back line as well, uh, heading into round 13 um, to sort of play off as well. So, it sort of be at a big, big question mark on him getting a big score that game. So, I just think, I don't know, he's got a lot of uh, cash to drop almost, 76 break even this week. And he hasn't really been setting the world on fire. A bit like Damien Cook, both hookers off the bubble. Mm, yeah, so Cook's been well, well down to the point where I think he's cheaper than, you know, Connor Watson now. So, if you wanted to make that move, you could actually make some money out of Connor Watson down to Damian Cook, which, I mean, start of the year, you would have taken that at any stage, wouldn't you? 471K. It's uh, remarkable for a player of his caliber. And he's not, you know, he's still doing all right NRL-wise, just not translating into points. Uh, next and final one, Brandon Smith, B. Smith for the Storm. What do you reckon? The cheese. Got a newfound love for the cheese after uh, Magic Round. <laughs> Rare appearance. He, he was there both nights, Saturday and um, and Sunday night, the cheese, at the Caxton parking lot. Um, yeah. So, I managed to see him over the top of my um, uh, bratwurst. So, potentially that could be the source of my pain in the last few few days. But, yeah, uh, the cheese. Nice to see him. Yeah. So, he's going to be starting hooker now. Um, obviously, missed through suspension last week, but he's the starting hooker against the Raiders this week. Potentially next week against the Broncos too, depending on what happens with um, Harry Grant, if he comes back from his injury. And then he's got the round 13 against the Titans. So, over the next few weeks, he's going to be playing a prominent role. And even when Grant was there in the number nine, they put um, Cheese in the 13 as, as the mm. starting lock there. So, He's going to be playing a big role regardless. I don't hate the idea of bringing him in um, and just having that flexibility over the next couple of weeks. And uh, I would say a good to borderline great choice, uh, sorry, score on on the next couple of weeks. I think the the thing with the this hooking spot, though, I think what we're seeing is there's not a huge amount of guns that we'd be desperate to bring into our sides. I think we've read off some names that are serviceable and will do the job, maybe get you 60, possibly 70, like play like the cheese. I think out of those, I'd be leaning towards him, given security and all that, and given beyond 13, he's not going to be too much of an issue. So, I don't know. I just I think hooker, if you've got a guy like Braley there and maybe a Connor Watson or a Jake Little, Jake Simpkin, whoever it might be, that's a pretty comfortable spot for me to be in at the minute. Yeah, exactly right. And so the reason we're talking about these four is is the other guys that are going to be playing that round, like McCulloch or Mitch Rain, um, <laughs> Little for the Tigers, or um, what's his name for the Broncos? I'm losing it. Turpin. Turpin, yeah. Yep. It's, I don't want them in my team. I mean, it's it's another warm body, but I'm not going to be wasting a trade on getting those four guys in. So, if I'm looking at someone to bring in for that round, it's one of these top guys, and most of them have, uh, have again, a few question marks over them. So, I'm, it, it's going to be a wait and see in that spot for me. Oh, yeah. Front row, mate. TPJ, Ice, and Clem. 
three names that we got there. So maybe start at the top. TPJ, uh, he's serviceable enough. He's not uh, getting suspended. So I think that's basically no, a, a tick for him. He's well and truly dropped off over the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? High ownership, mm. um, low output at the minute. We know what he can do, but he's just not doing it. And uh, these rules, I don't think, play in his favour. So big risk with him. To be fair, what front rower this year has gone consistently well? I think no, that's, that's sort of the, the lens we need to look through for these guys. We're not seeing a huge output. Even guys like Payne Haas, who's going to yeah, play Origin. No, and it's not true. Great. It, he's playing in the second row. So, I was, I was hoping, you know, having been an owner, that he would continue on his sort of attacking run, which he, he can do, but he just floats out of games too much. Hmm. I mean, the best part for him is he's playing 80, and I think that's crucial for... Um, anyone in your front row there, as long as they're not getting shit minutes. Um, guy like Pangai is out on the field. He'll throw if the game's out of the the contest, like it usually is for the Broncos. He'll just start doing offloads and busts and all that sort of stuff. I think that's when we see the best of him. So I don't know. A guy like Pangai, he's a boom or bust kind of player, and I think this season he's possibly even more boom than bust. So I don't know. I kind of like it, but I think he's an option most people have. As you said, he's a high ownership player. Mm-hmm. Um. Next on the list, Ice, uh, the guy that you and I... I didn't mention JFH. He's on there as well. I was, wa- I was wondering if you're trying to keep him a bit quiet. He's my guy, yeah, obviously my guy. Yeah, jeez, no one else touch him. Uh, Ice, let's talk about him. He's uh, going absolutely gangbusters. We've talked about it all year. Um, last week was his first down week, and I think he got subbed off uh, late in the game, so he even, didn't even get out 80. Is this the start of the downfall? Oh, man, I'm a, non- I'm a non-owner, so I kind of hope so, but... Um- <laughs> I think it possibly just that the game was in hand. They took the opportunity to give him a bit of a rest. It was he was playing through the middle. I don't know that it was. I think they were still in the in the fight there. The Fifty nine minutes in, yeah, it's only yeah. an hour in. He actually got sixty minutes. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, just needed a. But it was He's been I mean, playing a lot of eighty minute games. As I was say, it was two o'clock on Sunday afternoon at Suncorp Stadium. It was a bit of a warm afternoon, so maybe they just mm. thought you know give him a rest while we can afford to do so. But. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned. If you've got him in, don't hit the panic button and trade him out before round 13. At least hold him for the next couple of weeks and make a decision after that. But um, he's been the top of the props all season long and uh, should finish top two or three in the position, I would imagine, anyway. Absolutely. I don't think there's any questions. He's a bit of a luxury trade at that price, but I think you're getting one of the best front row forwards, at least for this year, in your side. So don't be fretting about the minutes because they haven't bothered him all year, even when he hasn't gotten 80. Jeff H, uh, we'll talk about him because I forgot. Uh, he's my boy, so I do own him. He's one of the reasons I have so many high, uh, such a high ownership for round 13. He's 559k, coming off a, a try last week as well. So he's actually come off a couple of tries in that, a row. He's in a, a hot streak. Had not scored a mm. try in something like 18 months and he's got yep. two in two weeks. Scores are 84 and 98, but the worry for JFH, he's such a great player and puts in a huge amount of work when he's on the field. Um, his base is, you know, 65-ish most weeks, but he only played 35 and 48 minutes over the last couple of weekends. So, um, he's a guy that's going to be getting plenty of rest when they got the game in hand, and it's the Panthers. They've pretty much always got the game in hand. Um, mm. So you'd be relying on a few more attacking stats for his big, big scores, but he can do it. Um, and in saying that, say he's putting up 60s and 70s without attacking stats. So if he gets the minutes, he's gold, but um, the, the minutes have been down over the last month or so. 
The frustration for me as an owner is that when you see him score a try, I think, oh, good, he's, he's going to turn up and he's going to go large. But they just sort of cool his heels a bit. As you said, games were in hand comfortably for those. So maybe it's a long-term thing. Let the younger props get some more minutes in their legs. So and bring Spencer back in. Jesus. <laughs> they won't be too affected in the engine room for that um, the buy round match. Uh, magic round for round 13 so you'd imagine a guy like fisher harris's minutes aren't going to go too high uh, but hopefully any anyway he falls over the line because that's that's been gold for him i think that's obviously then caught the eye of a lot of people i think he's well high on the trade in lists so far i think he's a guy that'll knock out 55 plus um for that round 13 which is valuable enough but again he's uh 22 break even so you know maybe now's the right week to do it if you are going to bring him in serviceable enough um final name on the list dave clammer uh he's your boy so i'll let you talk about him i i'm not so enthralled with clemmer at the moment he's only playing sort of 45 50 minutes a game most weeks still think he's carrying a knee injury so it might be affecting him he's going out over a 1 ppm um, for the most part, but it's not by much, um, if at all. So, it's just, for me, Clemmer is the bottom of the bunch. Um, If you can't reach the lofty heights of these other guys, he is sub 500k now. Maybe you just want to grab him and hope he turns it around. It's his lowest price he's been at for, what, three years since he joined the Knights? So, um, there is potential for a growth there, but I, I wouldn't be rushing to grab him. Hmm. All right, I think going through the front row, if you have a good combination of you know two of those guys, whether it be JFH, Pangai, Ice, Clamour, uh, just get two of them in that front row mm-hmm. s- spot, you'll bang out 55 each, all things going well, and that's very handy for 13. So I don't think you need to play too cute there. Some decent names, decent prices. So take your pick. Oh, yeah. Second row, mate, and there's a name on here, Ryan Madison, I think. Goes without saying, 585K this week, get him in. Yeah, absolutely. Last two games, uh, well, last three games, he's come back from injury, scored 60, 85, and 74. So back to doing what Madison does, break even at 53. So he's going to start making some solid cash from here on out, um, be back over 700, uh, sorry, 600K very, very shortly. So um, yep. the only down week he's had, so he's only played the five games with the big absence in between, but the, the only down game he's had is that concussion game. It is a risk with him at any given time, but I don't think you can not get him because of that. Um, He's going to be one of the top three or four second rowers by the end of the season based on averages. You just got to grab him in where you can afford it. Yep, I think he's a must-have for 13. He's he's too good. Uh, Barnett, Mitch Barnett, um, is he going to get the goal kicking back? Number one Uh, question. Well, Tex Hoy was average at best last week. Um, Mm. So I think there's a chance he gets it this week, but um, I haven't heard anything to confirm that. It's just my sort of fan-based personal view. But I mean, look at so the- what we, everyone owns him, right? So yeah. I guess the question is, well, actually, only twenty percent. Surprising. Um, so everyone owns him. Five hundred thirty-nine k, ninety-eight break-even. He's going to lose value, but again, too important for a thirteen. That's it. He's a warm body. I'm not trading him out now. Um, Problem is the Knights have been real rubbish over the next, sorry, over the last couple of weeks. We were lucky this week as well, and probably this week. I'm not going to lie. Um, and without Ponga there, there's just no attack. There has been just it's been awful. Um, Mm. to watch Barnett's minutes since Lockie Fitzgibbon have come back have been 44 and 47. He's been absolutely destroyed. 
But Barry Tui's been talking, as our mate. Um, so there is some concern around Fitzgibbon. There's a bit of pressure on him. So there might be some shuffling happening by game day. It's something to watch. They play on the Thursday night. Hoping mm-hmm. he gets a bit more. O'Brien's come out in the presser during the week and said, I need to fix it. It's on me. Barnett was killing it all season um, until he's been taken off the field, basically. So the best way to rectify that is just leave him out there. Next uh, on the list we've got, and the last name really, Billy Kickow. So he's sub 400K. It's uh, been a very weird old year for Billy. He's not getting uh, not getting terribly low minutes, but not getting, not getting big ones either. So that's sort of contributing to his lack of value. He's not scoring tries, just... Um, well, four at the between round two and round four, he scored a double, and one in round nine. But outside of that, it's been very low for him. Not really having any big rounds outside of those try scoring efforts. So I don't know. You, we always talk about guys on the on the downhill. Maybe you buy low, uh, sell high. That's the mantra. And there's a guy like Billy Kickow, the sort of enigma player that you want in your seventeen or whatever it might be for you. Maybe your your twelve for round thirteen. Is that the kind of player that you want? I can see him being your 18th man in the long term. Um, just pick and play him based match-ups. on matchups. Um, insane that they just gave the Titans an absolute hiding. And being at the game, I could honestly say Kikau was one of their best. Um, he got involved, but he just, it didn't translate to Supercoach. He scored 40 in his 55 minutes. So it's, it's, he's not a guy I'll be relying on. Mm. Um, I mean, if you wanted to go from, you know, Stefano to kick out, it's not going to cost you a whole bunch and it's a, you know, kick, I'd much rather kick out than Stefano with Toya Kamano, but, um, you just got to have the jewels to do it. So the jewels and the jewels. I think that's the play. Hey, (laughs) yeah. If Lenny or Toya don't play in round 13, kick out should still be floating around that 350 to 450 sort of mark pending any weird try scoring feats from him. So I think he's a I'm one of the guys you can just flick up, um, boom or bust kind of player, but why not take the punt for, for 13 if you're not going to get a body in Lenny or Tokamanu. I've just had a look through some of the other names, mate. There's not a lot. Um, Jack Bird, he was, he was a name on the list there for yeah. 13, but there's really just not a lot of second rows in and around that sort of uh, price tag. Obviously, Maguire, he's, uh, he's, he's not a name we'll be seeing for a while. Um, Brandon the- Smith available at second row. We did talk about him at Hooker. About- uh, he's a potential. The other one that sort of is available, Liam Martin. He's had a couple of big weeks now, but Kate nope. Wells back. No, nope. nope. uh, I know nope. you're a big, big uh, fan of his work, but um, let's say you just won't be playing him when Kate Wells on the field. So um, it's tough to justify grabbing him now for the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Halfbacks, mate, we're into the, the back line. So, Jerome Hughes, it was a player I talked about before. Matt Burton, interesting name you've got down there. And Mitch, the flat track bully Moses. So, Jerome Hughes, he's a player I'm pretty high on. I think the Storm just always tend to go gangbusters oh, in that Hughes tar, has that been killing it. Hughes has mm. been quiet. 714K. Killing it, oh, yes. Absolutely destroying it. Even when all the big stars are there, he's putting on big scores at the minute, averaging 73 across you know the season. Last five of 102, 141, 80, 103, and 74. Just destroying teams um, and plays a couple of <laughs> solid teams in the next couple of weeks. So if I could find a way to get him in my team, I would. But as I said, as a Cleary and Walker owner, it's, it's very hard to trade those guys out. 
luxury, isn't it? Uh, Huge luxury. If, I mean, you will have the cash to do it in round 13 if you were to flick and if you've saved some trades, whatever it might be, and you have them in the bank, maybe do flick one of them to Jerome Hughes. Maybe it's Cleary who, you know, could get a spell going forward. Interestingly, uh, um, what have we got here? 152 trades this week, uh, Jerome Hughes out or in, I should say, for Sam Walker. So, yeah, yeah going, going early. I think they're liking what they're seeing from the Storm boy. So he'd be a, a big name target for me. Uh, gearing into 13, but a luxury. A couple of other names, Matt Burton. Didn't think uh, we'd be talking about him. He's the bench utility, wasn't he? Until he came in and absolutely is killing it at center. Should play should play either half or 5-8 uh, if Luai is in the Blues side. 415K, 75 break even. Not a target for this week, I guess, but going forward, you're looking at him? Um, potentially. He's not priced outrageously at just 400k it's got a break even of 74 so he's got potential to lose a bit of cash over the next couple of weeks um but yeah he'll be moved into the halves come origin time with cleary missing potentially luai as well um and they've got momorovsky there as waiting in the wings to come into the center position to backfill burton who stole his spot anyway but um yeah, so he's going to be there, and he's guy that's going to hold his position long term. Um, again, not an every week play, but he'll be a solid play in round thirteen, and someone you can maybe play based on matchups as well. Mitch Moses, mate. Uh, before I ask, what was the outcome of your stake bet with Wenon over the weekend? Ryan Madison, did you get the job done for you? I needed him to score 78 for me to get oh, the job done. Oh he, he finished with 74 and had a try disallowed in that. So, no, I owe Wenon a stake. I know he'll be taking me to the biggest, fanciest place in Brisbane to get it done. Can't wait. Doesn't sound like it. No, mm, not at all. How good. Unlucky. Well, do you want to go double? Well, not double or nothing, but do you want to go back up your stake pet? What's Mitch Moses going to get? in round 13. See, I think he's the type of player that you'd look at and you'd think, God, he's going to kill it against the depleted um, Tigers who he's playing. Knights, mate. Um, Knights, well, there you go. So, do you back your boys to hold on or do you reckon he's going to go gangbusters? Which side of the fence are you on? I think he'll probably tail us up. As you said, he's a flat track bully. We're going to have no Dan Safidi, no um, Kalen Ponga. Uh, Brabant Best is out hurt now. Clem has been like we've been bad as it is, so yeah, I can see the eels putting us on to the sword and Mitch Moses just potting goals for the fun of it. Moses under sixty is what I'll go. All right, I'll I'll happily buy you a stake if that's the case. <laughs> there you go, win win, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. There you go, first stake better of the year, mate. Mitch Moses under sixty in round thirteen. I think he'll absolutely flop. I just see he's the type of player that will people will target him for the buyers, and he will disappoint. He always does. Um, is there anyone else at halves, mate, that you want to talk about? No, the only other half that I sort of thought was half interesting, pardon the pun, is um, Ben Hunt, but I the, he, he's probably going to end up in the Origin squad. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, you can't do that. He's um, and he's very streaky at the minute, anyway. Oh, yeah. Five eights, mate. Let's uh, wrap these ones up. Jerome Luai, Dylan Brown, Adam Dewey, Connor Watson, Phoenix, Phoenix Crossland. Am I reading that right? There you go. Let's wow. talk about Jerome Luai. He's probably a Reed Marnie sort of player. He may just fit into that 
um, origin sides are hold off until round 13. Dylan Brown um, is he even going to get on the park and not uh, get suspended or, or do something well, off he's field? Like due I back, know. I think round 12, um, if not round 13. So he's definitely due back for the buy, which is, I mean, it'd just be a straight trade in to play for that round and then potentially trade him back out. So it's a big risk, but um, yeah, he'll be back for the game. Uh, let's save this one for last. Connor Watson, I think everyone's got him again. You just wouldn't be moving him on. No, exactly right. And I just threw him down there as he's going to be someone who you've already got, so you, you can flick him on the field just to, to cover that for the time being. Um, I was just wanting to highlight not to trade him out in the time being. Like his minutes have been affected by Fitzy as well, but he's gone at uh, 49 and 70 over the last couple of weeks. So n- not bad at all. Phoenix Crossland. He's a player who made it surprise me. 63K, I think it was, in cash rises and a negative break even. 63 and 72 over the last couple of weeks. In a, in a couple of, like, we were lucky to get away with the Raiders one and got towed up by the Tigers. He's 268 at a negative 38 break even. So, um, a lot of cash to be made over the next couple of weeks just by stepping onto the field. The thing that interests me is he's like for like or cash for cash for uh, Jake Simkin, if you wanted to go that route, by flicking Connor Watson mm. up into the reserve um, hooking role. And Mitch Pierce isn't due back until after the buy round anyway. So he's due back in around 14 or 15. So I know Crossland's going to be there. Um, warm body, cheap, low break even. I don't think he's going to be a great score. I don't think he can keep these scores up, but he's looked really good over the last couple of weeks, so maybe, um, and a bit of a cash earner. Your alternative, if you didn't go Tyson Gamble, if you didn't take that uh, that bet last week, I think, yeah, maybe That's you do it. look at a guy like, like him, negative 37 break even, so could make a bit of cash as well. So not a, not a bad shout. And following the name that we just can't stand, um, mostly because it makes Wenon happy, although we do love you, Wenon. Adam Dewey, um, oh, towed you boys up despite being at centre, still named there this week, 665K, negative 12 break even. What is going on? He's just torching teams at the moment. I had a look through. He's he's basically having a third-year breakout. He played very limited minutes in 2017, I think it was, um, or 2018. But his 141 and 114 over the last couple of weeks are only his second and third tons of his career. He had one last year, um, nothing before that. So, well and truly breaking out this year. Does have a 20-point game in him as seen uh, round two against the Roosters and round seven against Manly, but they're two of the better squads at the moment. Other than that, he hasn't gone under 60 Um So, mm. yeah, a, a good option. Next couple of weeks... Warriors I think you've got to get on the death ride. Got to get on the yeah. death ride for this guy. It's just you're buying way too high, despite the negative break even. I think if you've got the well, cash to, I know a lot of people yeah. are grabbing him this week. A lot of people are jumping on um, for that cash rise. He, as I said, mostly 80s from him this year, a 60, a couple of 90s and stuff like that. He's getting the job done. But 13, 14, 15, 16, he plays Penrith. Parramatta, Melbourne, and South before leading into his bye. That's a very, very tough run for the bugger. Mm, I think it is, and that's what you've got to look at. I think uh, as non-owners, we've now just got to sit back, applaud him for the good stuff he's doing and any owners that have jumped on. But I think, yeah, taking a big risk. Um, could be a good body to have in 13, though, I get that. But, again, I can see just 
things going south. Although we said that about Papali and uh, look where we are now. But anyway, got to join the death ride train. That's what makes Supercoach fun. Why not? I've been death riding everybody who's been killing me. I may as well join, add his name to the list. Oh, yeah. Well, skip center wings, mate. I don't think there's a gun in there. Honestly, Nofo, maybe. Um, mm. Anyone else? I mean, I would say Brad and Best, but he's not there. Toto. Toto. Yeah, he could be in origin. So, again, just a big call. Um, actually, I had a dream last night, and this, you know, we always dream about Supercoach, but he scored like 360, and I was like, my season's over because <laughs> oh, I don't geez. have him. Bang the captain's tea on him this week. Oh, mate, it was a a horrible dream. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, well, there goes my super coach. He is if it wasn't in the toilet already. But uh, there you go. Tyler owners, he's going to break Cleary's record in the space of a week. So there you go. Uh, And guys like Brian Kelly, Nico Hines, we talked about. Yeah, get those sort of guys in your center wing. I think it goes without saying. Most people have already got a pretty stacked round 13 center wing, I would imagine. So fullback, mate, we talked about uh, everyone's got, well, we should have it, Tommy Turbo or Tedesco, maybe a Gutho sitting in there. So a couple of other names. Uh, obviously, Gutho, if he does play 13, he'd be a pretty good get. But Matt Dufty and Dylan Edwards, Edwards, there were two names we've been talking about all year for this round. I think Matt Dufty, huge question marks now as to whether he'll be there or not, maybe hold fire until 13. But Dylan Edwards, are you seeing enough out of him? We did talk about him briefly at the top, but are you seeing enough about him that you'd back him in for a big round despite in a being in a depleted side? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Dylan Edwards fan. I like the way he goes about it, and he, he puts some good scores on. I think he's a very underrated player. Um, pivotal to what Penrith do. Um, he's involved in a lot of things. He scored a 91 on the weekend, so uh, I don't think he scored a try either. So that was a lot of setting stuff up and, and support play and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Edwards. I think of the names there, I'd be leaning towards him. Um, if anybody, but um, I don't think he's a long-term hold. No, I uh, don't think so either. I think there's some genuine out-and-out guns in the fullback spot and some guys maybe just on that second tier, and I think Edwards is probably there for the time being with maybe a guy like RTS, maybe a Gutho. So I think there's some absolute cream of the crop. So be a you know weird sort of pod play, but you know, I wouldn't begrudge you if you did. But I think um, if you can get a guy like Gutho maybe um, just for the long-term ability to hold uh, if you need to, then, yeah, I'd be, I'd be backing him. But just based on this weekend, I think we're all going turbo Teddy fullbacks post round eight, round 17, aren't we? Yeah, it's going to be hard to turn that down. Very much so. All right, mate, we're in the home stretch now. Talk quickly. What are we doing for round 11? Uh, what are you doing trades and captain-wise? I'm really unsure on my trades at the moment, as I spoke. I've got Pappenhausen, so I'll probably have to move him on. Um, looks like Nico's probably the must-have played there. Otherwise, I was, as I mentioned before, I was looking at that Simkin to Crossland, but just not 100% confident on trading out Simkin at this stage. So maybe I'll just save some trades for a, a very you know, rare occurrence. Absolutely rare, mate. I'm doing the same thing, holding these trades. So the only trade I've made is Fergo. See you later for uh, Nico Hines. So every week from now, I will be getting on Blake Ferguson two plus tries. I think <laughs> that's just the formula, right? As soon as you get rid of a player like a oh, center wing, you've right. got to back him in. It's happened it's with Charlie Staines. He's, he's gone gangbusters since I traded him out. Oh, boy. Thank you very much. We all thank you for that, Lakey. And Captain C, I've gone VC, Nathan Clear. I think he just, based on last week, you just can't avoid him. And Tommy Turbo, I think, in a daytime game against Parramatta, a bit of a punt, but I don't know, kind of like the um, that Sunday afternoon captaincy. 
Yeah, the, the Eels outside the uh, Panthers have been the hardest team to score against from the fullback position. Haven't played Turbo, though. No, but they have played Pappenhausen and they've played Tedesco Who? and they've played Gutherson. Uh, sorry, they haven't played Gutherson. They've played Gutherson. They have Gutherson. <laughs> so, yeah, they have, um, they've played Dufty. Sorry, he was the, the one that's killed them. So, they've yeah, they've kept those guys pretty quiet. So, there is a bit of a risk there, but, you know, Turbo's just been outstanding for big tons since he came back out of five games. It's hard to go past. Just realised the whole thing's a pretty stupid thing because Nathan Clear is playing the game before. So I don't know who I'd be looping or should I <laughs> captain. So, you know, maybe I'll have to captain Cleary then or go someone else for the VC yeah. back against Clear when everyone's going to go in. So I don't know. What are you doing? Um, I really don't like any of the early games and I think some of the, the guns have really tough matchups. So I'm, I'm going to go Nofo. On Friday, um, hopefully, if Dewey goes big, hopefully he can drag Nofo with him. But yeah, I'm gonna go see Cleary again. He's just in an incredible vein of form. Um, what about I, VC Sam Walker against Broncos? Well, I can't You'd have to VC move Cleary out, Walker yeah. out to yeah. So that is something. If I could do it, I would VC Walker um, see Cleary. But yeah, you just can't. I might just do that as we speak, mate. I'll bring. Sam Walker into the side, VC on him. Cleary, I'll back you in for a ton, but nothing more. And Tommy Turbo, going to go 150-plus. Look forward to it. Lakey, that's all we have time for. Plenty of time we've gone through on this pod. We've combined them. We didn't do the TLT one yesterday, so we had to make up for it. Finally gone over the hour again. It's nice to be back, eh? Yeah, it's made. It's I was gonging you before. I just had to hear it again. And I'm not going to lie, that was my uh, finger slipping because I am bloody tired, mate. We've had a big weekend. <laughs> What's your weekend this week before we go? What's your weekend this week looking like? Much Another quieter. big weekend, mate. The, the missus are away. Say that was her trade-off. I got last weekend. She gets this weekend. So I've got the kids. It'll be good fun. Absolutely, mate. On all eight more games of footy, surely. Yeah. I'm sure they'll love to sit around and just watch footy with dad. Nothing they like oh, more man. than watching 16 hours of football. Love it, mate. All right, that's another SC report done and dusted. Lakey, we'll speak to you next week. And this week, actually, we'll have the Sunday JT wrap back. And I think we've got a special guest, one of the Raiders uh, from earlier in the year. So look forward to having him on the pod. Till then, Lakey, have a good one. Thanks, mate. Give your love to a cowboy.